this is going to take a long time, so you may want to get some snacks. Thousands of years ago. Welcome back, Golden Globies. Everybody is a smiling baby face this week because we're welcoming in one of Golden Globus' favorites, Red America. The real American hero. Yeah. He's the real Red Brown. He's the Why best. the fuck wasn't he an action figure in G.I. Joe? We got fucking William Refrigerator Perry, but not Reb Brown. Oh. He could have played Duke, man. He's born to play Duke. Does Duke smile a lot? Yes, and he's got blonde hair, short blonde oh, hair. Oh, there we go. I, I, you know, I went out and, you know, how do we even start this? We, we've both had terrible weeks. Let's start out with some good news for Good us. news. Can't get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Cats try to knock over his jar of treats. He's a fiend for that. <laughs> Tuna, man. Is there a catnip in it? No, it's just cat treats, dude. So we uh, this week we did an interview with our good pal Matt Sosi. You know him. He's been on the show. He did Detroit 9000 with us. He Columbo. did Columbo with us. He's going to be doing a Schlocktober episode with us coming up, hopefully. Uh, he has his own show, uh, Sociology. Oh, that's a perfect name for it. And uh, he interviewed us. I mean, if you're an, you're a long-term fan, you, you probably have heard the stories. But if you're new to us and you want to know the inner workings of our minds, our intellects, I highly recommend you check out this interview. Griff, what is the uh, website where they can see this? Well, you'll be able to find it in the show notes today, so you got to figure out how to do that. I mean, you just click on the thing in your <laughs> podcast app, or you go to SoundCloud, and you can pick on the episode, and you can find it there. But it is WFYI.org. That's right. That's a radio and station. it just says... Golden Globus Theater. So that's the first thing there. So you just click right on it, and yeah, I think there's other things. It's not just us. Yeah, you know, this it's his show. Probably. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, that's the good thing that happened this week. All bad for us. Oh, I would. I all know, annoying. My, We've had a very annoying. My week. week started great. Yeah. So do you want me to start, or do you want to start, or do we switch back? Uh, yeah, let's go back and forth. It's back and forth. Dueling annoyances. Okay. Well, I got to start with the good news, which I talk yeah. about. Uh, the first time I got to talk about was on Matt's show, uh, is that I got a job offer. So I will hopefully, assuming I pass a background check, more to well, come on ooh, that in a minute here. I heard about this show. That's right. Uh, uh, and so that was part of the good news. And, um, that's good. It's good to be employed. That, yeah. That's how we got started this week. I started up that Boulder's Gate 3 game that everyone's going crazy about. I played the first one years you did? ago. Nice. So you do have D&D experience. Yeah. I mean, no, I've never played it, but I've always been interested in it. I just never yeah. had any friends that Pen wanted paper, to yeah. do that shit. So yeah. I, I probably would have been hardcore nerd about it. Because I liked it. I've read a lot of like the novels around yeah. those worlds as a kid. So, I, yeah, I know. I'm... I'm down with the ND. Yeah, I know what a uh, 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 um, a kobold is or something like that. <laughs> Little monster guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that shit. The, so the older. I that. was trying to actually make Red Brown in the game. But the only thing they put focus in their little character creator was in the penis slider. So you can have a dick, you can have, you know, a vagina, but... That was like where they put all their emphasis into the character design. Was just like, do you want uncut? Do you want cut? Woke America. How this is much why I hair... voted for Trump. Yeah. yeah. How much hair do you want on your puss? You know, yeah. just all that. I was like, come on, guys. I want to make Red Brown. <laughs> I want a fully formed character. It's not just about genitalia. Do you? Can you guess which Red Brown character I was gonna recreate in it? Uh, but, but there's so many great Red Brown characters. I know. Think hair. 
Oh, your your. That yeah. would be a good one. Yeah, barbarian. He would be. Yeah. So I, I was uh, gonna go with ranger. Oh, because okay. I thought he was kind of more of a ranger ass, just the loincloth. And well, when I think loincloth, I immediately think Conan. I think barbarian. So. That's true. So that was where my week kind of stopped being fun, though. Because you so, couldn't, you all you could do is dick sizes. <laughs> yeah, that was all. So Murray, why don't you break into the bad stuff? Well, first off, I uh, I've said this many times. Chain pizza is garbage. Oh my god! Little Caesars, Domino's. I'll eat it if that's the only thing available. Right, it's but pizza. I would never say, "Hey, let's go to Little Caesars." Right. I'm a mom and pop. Everybody should be a mom and pop pizza. In Michigan, place. if you're not a mom and pop guy, you're fucking yeah. up. So as I've, I think I've said this before on the show, is my place that I grew up on was Pizza Express, right down the street from me, and uh, a few years ago, I was noticed I was getting bad pizza. It was overcooked, which is a tragedy to me. Like it, like this is like Italian style. This is a classic pizza. It's not a Detroit style. Yeah. But the so you don't want to have chewy crust. It was like it's overcooked. It's basically what it is. So it's a dry pizza. Oh yeah. Okay. It's garbage. Garbage. And I had to give up on on uh, I was gonna say little Caesars on Pizza <laughs> Pizza Express. I had to give up on it. And we go to Alibi Pizza in Rochester, which has great name, good pizza. And then you know, I was like, you know what? Because it's in Rochester. So I got to drive all the way up to Rochester. Yeah. Pizza Express right down the street. I'm like, I'm going to give it one more chance. Maybe they had a bad cook that time a few years ago. No. I had the worst pizza I've had in years. No. It was this dry and crunchy. It, like, it tastes like stale pizza. And it's a fresh pizza. Right. So I was fucking upset about that. That that is a tragedy because my childhood pizza three one three five three one six three three zero that is the number to Donatello's Pizza which is now closed and has been for a long time, for the longest time me and my brother and my sister were talking about getting tattoos uh, of the phone number together. Yeah, they would think you were like reading the Holocaust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's Donatello's phone number. <laughs> piece of shit. Um, it's a real tragedy. But the Little Caesars moved in at the same complex, so it was just there's a grocery store, excuse me, a party store, the Little Caesars, and then on the other end was uh, Donatello. Are you telling me people chose to go to Little Caesars and that's what put them out of business? It's it price was, war was that the thing? it was the start of the decline because that yeah. was when the five dollar hot and ready's just became a thing. Yeah. You know, it's Redford, so not everybody's rolling and fliff. But Donatello starts cutting corners. And we were, like, really close. Like, a bunch of my cousins worked there and everything. So uh, Dean was telling us like, we, we had to cut costs. We, we switched out the sauce and everything because my mom was telling him, like, this pizza's not as good anymore. This isn't doing it for me. Yeah. And sure enough, like, it, it was only a year or two later that it just completely closed. That so, sucked. It's yeah. a hard thing to lose your pizza place. Yeah, especially when it's a result of some douchebag fucking chain place yeah it's a tragedy tragedy I feel your pain thank you uh what else uh happened to you that so this week was trekking up i got that job offer i was you know feeling good right at... football season starting you can finally start betting again and blowing oh, your money well i've just been slowly betting yeah, now you can just go. You got I you have go money rolling again. in. Yeah, I can just, just go ham. Oh, just yeah. all my new income straight right, in gambling yeah. because that's how you. That's investing. It's investing. Right. Um, so weeks going pretty good. I was a little annoyed because I was actually expecting a second job offer, and the pr- place. This is a place I thought I was going to get a job at back in like April or May. They ca- brought me back out for an interview and everything. 
Well, they never got back to me, so I was like, this place is so fucking obnoxious. They're like, we'll call you Monday. You know, I interviewed with them on the previous Thursday, and so that was a little annoying, but I was like, whatever. I'll sign on with these other people. No big deal. I get Bowler's Gate 3. Disappointed about the sliders, but everything's going great. You know, I'm having a good time playing some D&D-based computer games. Then we have the most wicked storm. You barely got hit by it. No, apparently. we got hit. You got well. You got flooded. We got, yeah, we got yeah. flooded, but we didn't. I didn't get any uh, damn tree damage or anything. Yeah. Like that. So Murray can attest to these giant poplar I have in my backyard, or cottonwood, as some people They're know. The worst. I, I hate those. the The branches are just so frail and everything; they just fall off. And so we were getting like we had some tornadoes that touched down like thirty thirty minutes west of me, like uh outside of Ann Arbor area. And so we were getting some of that crazy wind over here too. It was just blowing all kinds of limbs down and everything. Well, I ended up losing power and I had no power for like basically two and a half days. Yeah, but they were two and a half port important days because they're recording days. That's why we're recording on Sunday now. Yeah. And we were going to have you would be listening to it right now if things went according to plan. We were going to have a copying of feel, a new installment with a full favorite. But no, we had to cancel that because yeah. he had no power. He can't fucking record without power. Right. So, yeah, it just you know fucked everything up. Now, it's it's easy for me because it's just I'm by myself. You know, I just have Millie and the cat to worry about. It's just so fucking taxing. To, like, not have your normal routine and everything. Yeah, like, ju- it just it just felt like shit the last two days. And it sucked. And I was like, you were like, maybe your power will come back on on Saturday. Even if it came back on, I was going to be like, I can't fucking record. I'm just miserable today. I don't have a pleasant boat. I'm no red brown today. I have no smile. I lost it. Oh, so... Man. I'm glad I'm glad we're here today on Sunday. The sun is out. It's cool weather. Yeah, all week it's going to be great weather. So I, I'm gonna be happy about that. But that getting back to complaining. This is my last complaint. This is more annoying than complaining. But all right. So speaking of while it rain, uh, a guy I work for out in West Bloomfield. For if you don't know, that's where the rich people live. And this guy's a rich guy. He's got a big fucking McMansion. A ton of property on a lake. Of course. And he has a, uh, he lives on a hill, so the hill goes down to the lake. So this is, bef- this is before actually he moved there, but they cut like a path right through the hill so you can kind of go down it. So he had gravel on the path, and because of all that rain they got, all the gravel went down to the bottom. Oh. So I spent the day shoveling gravel and then filling it, because there were like these huge trenches yeah, like from all the r- runoff. So I'm finishing up. That's not that that sucked. First of all, yeah, shoveling gravel. But I'm just finishing up, and I feel something on my back. Like I think it's a mosquito. I'm like, fuck, that's not a mosquito because it felt like a needle was getting pushed in my back. And I turn around, it's right in the middle of my back, so I can't grab it. And I go to the guy, who happened to be there. I'm like, is there something on my back? He's like, oh yeah, there's a wasp. This is the fucking sixth time this year i've been stung by wasps i'm worried i'm gonna get develop an allergy at this point i'm gonna die one of these days so i'm fucking furious about that because it's the fifth time the fourth time at this place i've been stung all because he has a huge fucking place all in different areas so it's not like i'm wading into a swarm of wasps it's literally like Nothing. It's not. It's not spinning, buzzing around my head. I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, fuck! What the fuck? Like I'm, they immediately just attack me. 
I don't know. I guess I don't know what it is about me. I think it's I think it's racial. I think it's uh, racial. I think. <laughs> I you know Robert Ginty got movies out there somehow. Is wasps. he reincarnated as a wasp? I think he. You know they talk about hive minds, wasp yeah. hive mind, and I think he is the head wasp. Yeah, that makes sense. That would make sense. Now we know reincarnation is real. And Robert Kinty believed in it yeah. and was reincarnated as And it makes the sense that he'd be, in, he'd be reincarnated as a lower life form. Exactly. He's a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I get done with the day. I'm driving home. Like Griff said, there was a lot of flooding. So there was a road that was flooded that I had to go through. And if, nor- if you're a normal person with a brain, because you don't want your car to get fucking flooded, you drive slowly through it. Yeah. So I'm driving. There's a car coming from the opposite direction. Douchebag fucking giant SUV. It's, you know, it's fucking 80 out. So I have my window down. I He's just barely. He's like, I'm not even going to, like, slow down at all. Was he blaring that rich man and rich men song? <laughs> well, apparently that song actually is, like, shitting on rich people. But rich people are taking it up as an anthem or some shit. That's what uh, I heard. It's, it is. Like, it, the guy who wrote it apparently is, like, a liberal dude. And he's, he's like. Not. From what I heard, he was. He, like, people have gone through, and he's got, like, a YouTube, a bunch of YouTube content up there, and he's very much like a 9-11 conspiracist, which, you know, you don't have to be conservative to believe in that kind of conspiracy, but even in that language, it's a lot, like, there's multiple lines about welfare queens and stuff like that. So I'm racing to get my fucking window up. Not in time. I literally, it was like the fucking log jam ride at Cedar Point. It hit the fucking passenger side window on the inside. I'm drenched by this filthy fucking street water. It came off like from a swamp or some shit. Yeah, like we actually had a warning over here in like the Wayne County area where uh, they were like, be careful about flood water because sewage, uh, it rained so much that our sewage was overflowing into everything. And so... So fuck you, you fuck. He, he probably was playing that fucking. He's playing. He definitely is playing that small town song. Whatever that fucking. Oh uh, yeah, Eldine, Jason Eldine, or something. Or Kid Rock drinking a bottle. Did you see the picture of Kid Rock drinking a bottle? Like? Yeah, I did. I saw that. Yeah, yeah he's good. well. Maybe he's telling us something. He maybe. might be that he. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna transition. I think he might. He always wanted to have a full head of I, hair, and he does have that wispy facial hair that you know unmanly facial hair. So yeah. maybe he's just like fuck it, I'm just gonna go. Maybe full. he's been trans this whole time. Maybe he's been transitioning. Why he's, yeah, yeah. Makes I mean, sense. he's like a self loathing uh, transsexual. Yeah, I mean, the first thing uh, Elliot Page did when she transitioned, uh, I think I got or he transit yeah. was where wife beater that's what all that's what women do. want to do is where you know they want to transition so they can wear wife beater unironically oh. would it be ironic is she beating her wife beater? i don't know or apparently he beating his wife i, I didn't realize say. dog day afternoon al pacino played a gay guy well technically i don't know if he played a gay guy because his his boyfriend girlfriend transitioning yeah so he he wants to fuck a woman well well no he was he was happy to be with her when he when he was a man yeah and then when she was like no i'm i'm set i'm transitioning he's like i'm gonna get you the money and then i gotta go my separate way but he does go both ways because he was married and he likes he like you know he's just Mm. bi okay how did we get there so the (sighs) other bad thing that happened to me okay I'm done, by the way. I have to carry all my groceries out of my fridge, of course. Yeah. It just so happened to be... Whatever. 
getting them over to my brother's house. I have my phone. I'm wearing a flannel. I have it in the Big chest Gabba pocket. Big Marinara from last week. That's right. Albert was very that. concerned. There was nothing <laughs> weird in it. We were just having a fun time. That's we're it. We're talking about Robert Zadar. How everybody, can you not have a fun time? Like, we're going to have a fun time talking about fucking Red Brown. Later. That's right. I'm glad everybody recognized, and I'm glad all the music got... We were able to get a lot of the music in there because people were raving about the music and Killing American Style. Oh. And I hope everybody goes and watch it. It's free on Tubi. Go check it out. Right. It's not the most entertaining <laughs> Amir Chavan movie. It's not the most gripping. But there's a lot of good scenes in there Son that you'll enjoy. Shit. We, we're going to be talking about Killing Korean Style later in this movie <laughs> as well. Just, yeah. just a little heads up. Game uh, style. So my brother's got one of the freezers at the bottom. Yeah. And I bend over to put that phone falls out, cracks my phone. So twice, the last two jobs I started now, I had to buy a new phone right before. Wow, that does suck. It's fucking, it was just this thing slowly piling on. My background check. People who are in poverty think they get it rough. Listen to what we're saying. Ah, okay. Um, and so when I got the chance to like go back onto Wi-Fi, I was checking my one like business email that I don't have access to when I'm on my phone. And my the company doing my background checks, like, you don't have enough information here. Like, you need to send this over now. And so I'm fucking f- just, like, Frantic. stressed yeah. about that because they're like, we need all these records. And so I think I got them all the records, and I I was constantly, like, checking my email because they don't call me. They were just emailing me. Yeah. So I'm fucking terrified I'm going to fail this background check, not get this job. Oh, I, I, I was having a terrible time. Terrible time. But it looks like you are going to get the job, right? As far as I know. We'll see Monday how this background check goes. So there you have it. Good news in the end. And better news coming up. Red Brown. The gift that keeps on giving. The real American hero. The scream that never uh, stops. stops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's another one of his Italian uh, rip-off movies. This time, the great... Not so great, Bruno Mattai, a.k.a. in this movie, Vincent Dawn. When the movie's so bad, even he's got to put a fake name on. He also was Vincent Dawn for another movie we covered, Rats. Rats? Terror. I didn't hate Rats. And so I didn't hate this movie either. I yeah, mean, I didn't hate it. I mean, when it's Re- if, if Reb was in it, like, if Ginty was in it, I would loathe this movie. Yeah. Reb and his infectious smile, his the, the joie de vivre, as the French say, he brought to the fucking... <laughs> Uh, production elevated it because this is just at the end of the day a predator meets RoboCop ripoff, and they even say that like like, like Vincent uh, Vincent Dodd Bruno Matai has no qualms about like look I just rip off people that's my job I, yeah. I like what's successful now we're making that I miss those days I miss the Italian film industry because they were the best slash slash worst at making ripoff movies of of. Uh, popular movies i mean part of what we talked about with matt and again you might have heard us do these interviews before where we always end up coming to this conversation is these just like fucking quick let's just go in get it done everybody's taking it serious there's like no winking at the camera except for your one line yeah (laughs) literally winking but yeah. yeah yeah but it's like they get in there everybody's taking it seriously this is why red brown is a thing today if red brown was around today he doing, still is. Well, he's yeah, but he's, if he were yeah. doing like D level movies, Italian ripoff movies, they wouldn't hold the same gravitas that this movie does. No. All the Red Brown movies. So, 
fucking thank God for these cheap Italian ripoffs. Right, I miss those days. We'll never have that back. It's just going to be uh, AI-generated bullshit now. Yeah. Now, Murray, this movie will not take us long, but you have some interesting facts to share. Yeah, I mean, I got one that I'm going to save the the most traumatic slash weird one when we get oh. get into it a little. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, one interesting fact, the character of uh, Virginia, a.k.a. Virgin, in the credits, yeah. because this movie's so inept, the credits don't get anything right. She's labeled as Virgin, which she definitely wasn't at the time, because she was married to one Mr. David Hasselhoff at oh. the time. Their marriage was on the rocks. How can it not be when you're working against a real man like Red Brown? No. I mean, Hasselhoff has a smile, too. Yeah, but... but- He's he was getting into that phase where he's letting his hair go weird and everything, and yeah, red brown, all American, short hair, blue eyes, perfect right. hair, not touching the ear at all. It's oh my right god! And you know that was probably her type too. She probably yeah. really into you if you guys yeah, got around. Were, yeah. Well, I, judging by the way she looks when they filmed the uh, interview with her on DVD, I'd be open to a relationship with the former Mrs. Asselhoff. She looked great for and she had to be like sixty at the time when this was being done. She looked yeah, good. I know you're. She listening. actually is. She has a show now in Vegas. She gave up acting. She has a show in Vegas where she does hypnotism. With her tits? No. How God, how fucking sexist of you, you misogynist. And uh she uh said they were they it was an awful it was an awful slash great experience because Red Brown's always keeping the energy up, always with a smile. There we she are. She said he was a great guy. There we are. But they were in the middle of the Philippines jungle. It was hot as fuck. It was miserable. She saw all the abject pover- poverty that you yeah. see in these third world countries. That bummed her out. A real experience. I mean, that fucking sucks. That's the hard part of seeing that kind of shit. It's like wow. People are living like this. Fucking sucks. Yeah, this is another movie after McBain, another Filipino uh, production. Yeah. Uh, let's just pour one out right now for the guy who had to wear the rubber and leather suit. <laughs> he passed out twice. The I guy who it. played Corey did some of the the work uh, as the as the Robo Warrior. Corey whatever. from this movie. Really? Yes. Oh shit! He stood okay. in for it, and this is even weirder. One of the co-writers of the script also got in there. He must because he must mean they're both tall. Because yeah, the rope. It's how do we describe the? Well, he's technically Omega One prototype is what he's called in the movie. Yes, but he is the Robo Warrior. Yeah, in this movie. Uh, so it's like it's part. Well, what was the? Okay, he's got, and this part annoyed me. Come on, guys, you should have worked on this on the costume a little bit more. Because he's got football pads and they tie on in the back. But it's not technically football. It is visually yeah. inspired by that. But it is like a plastic breastplate slash shoulder pad right. piece. But it was just like string in the back. It should have yeah. been something else. He's wearing like a Road Warrior like leather outfit. Yeah. So he's got a jacket. And yeah. then he's got gloves that he cinched, so he's got like no exposed skin. They like cinched down the gloves over the jacket. Because, you know, no uh, exposed skin. The leather pants. Looks like he had some knee braces on for a reason. He, yeah, Robot. He, yeah. <laughs> he had like a belt with a holster on it. Right. He had the leg holster yeah. that I think even Max had for a while there. Yeah. Didn't he have the leg holster yeah. for his shotgun? Maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember either. It's kind of like Han Solo kind of thing. Yeah. Like the low hanging kind Han of. Han Solo worked perfectly. Yeah. 
And then he has Boots? A, a motorcycle helmet with some bullshit tacked oh, onto it to they, look cybernetic. They have like a tri-wing type. He had a coxcomb on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what we're trying to say is if you're a fan of uh, Adult Swim's Aqua Teen Hunger Force, he was the cybernetic ghost, ghost of Christmas, of Christmas past. past. The classic, the one, the only one I really remember because Danzig's in it. Yes. He's, it's that. I think that had to inspire the guys at Adult Swim. I could see them being into this movie. So I that could very been. well could have been. The look. I think the only thing different was the cybernetic ghost. That, well, no, they gave him that in a different episode. Anyways, because he was supposed to be a cybernetic turkey, right? Wasn't that what he was supposed to be? There was a different one with turkeys, cybernetic turkeys, Turkatron. That's the okay. best. You know, there's not enough Thanksgiving episodes uh, for TV. Octane Hunger Force has the best Thanksgiving episode, and it's that one. There you have it, people. It's, it's the whole history of how we ended up with Thanksgiving, how the tradition came. And it starts with robot turkeys and laser-guided socks, tube socks. So with that, I think it's time to go into the movie, go to that trailer. I don't know if we're going to have a trailer. This is an Italian movie. There's going to be no exposition. It's just going to be a lot of shit. Blowing up shit, so we might not have a trailer. Maybe Griff will throw something together. I might have. Th- 30 minutes of this movie is walking through woods, two music. 30? How about... 60? How about hour and 20 minutes okay. is walking around in the jungle and firing off guns at nothing. In fact, I don't know. They explained this, and I don't know why they had to do it this way. A lot of maybe Amir um, Van's influence, maybe uh, Bruno Matai was watching some Amir Van. A lot of reaction shots where they weren't reacting yes. to Robo Warrior. Why? He's not CGI. He's just a guy. Maybe because the guy was passed out because it was so fucking hot. <laughs> maybe that was why. But yeah, they did a lot of shots where he wasn't even there, and they're like, you know, yeah, you know, that's weird. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, there was just a lot of like him. They probably did all of his shots in like very quick order, and then just added them and yeah, all right, reusing of shots. So, all right, yeah, let's enjoy this trailer that is original or Griff threw together. Enjoy something. Something. For the next couple minutes. Yeah. See you on the other side. Another side. Which side? <laughs> There's many sides. There you go. Here we have Corporal Neil Corey, top marksman rating. Private Larry Garino, Alfred Bray, dubbed Papa Doc. Sonny Peel, martial arts expert. His friends call him Blood. Quang, forward scout and point taker. And this is our coordinator, Major Murphy Black. Enemy sighted, moving target, greasy, on target, on target, on target, fire, Start settling some accounts here. Major, this belonged to Lieutenant Woodring. Remember him? On 
Opening up in that beautiful Filipino jungle, we got a chopper attempting to contact Central Station. It's Mayday. Something's going on. They've lost control. They're worried. We don't know. Oh, and then all we see is some very bad pixelation. Yep. I described it as the first boss in Battletoads. I, I would say that too, but then with an orange filter. On it's it. got an orange filter, yeah. I couldn't see what the fuck. Maybe that's why uh, uh, Robo Warrior lost his shit because he couldn't see what the fuck was going on. It might have been it, yeah. Maybe he had 2020 before and being. You know, the rubber suit makes sense because it's so hot and sweaty. You can't put him in a metallic suit because he would have just short circuited, right? Or rusted even. Or that's all they had were leather pants. That's what I'm or going that. with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. It's like uh, an 8-bit Nintendo game. Yep, pixelated. Vision. Of course, obviously, they're going for the fucking Predator Vision look, the infra- infrared yeah. vision, but it, they're failing You badly. know, they never gave them, like, Predator has the cat noise. No, because he's not technically a Predator. He's a cyborg. I No, what I'm uh, saying yeah. is Predator, when they go into Predator Vision, you know, you get, like, a cat noise or whatever. Yeah. Them, like, you know, hunting prey and all Cybernetic just goes me, 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 yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, you can't make out what he's saying. I'll hear target, target. I heard that a couple times. Yeah. And it sounds nerdy as shit. It doesn't sound menacing. Nope. Yep, 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 yep. It sounds like the fucking aliens from Sesame Street. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I just watched, since I had no power, I like I had to go places and download some of my Criteria movies. I watched the, uh, what is it called? Uh, Colossus, the Foreman Project. Haunting is fuck robot in that movie and that was done in the 70s so uh come on uh was his name mario Bamal? bruno matata bruno matata you gotta work on your shit dude uh so we see yet yeah, don't see people running from him it's like he's, he's in a jungle the people in the chopper like we've lost contact with omega the pro, omega one prototype and then we just get that first person view of the copter flying ahead. We got the pixelated. He picks up a rock, throws it. I'm sorry, that's Battletoads. No, he shoots off an anti-air missile, and it blows up that chopper. And we're like, fuck, what is going on? We're cutting back. Well, cutting back. We're cutting to a group being assembled. We know we love these scenes. Right. They tell us all we need to know. So we got like a slideshow going on. Dark room, smoke's filling, everybody's smoking three cigarettes at a time, projectors up. A lot of mysterious 
scummy looking guys. I don't trust these guys off the bat. They look like CIA spooks. One guy can have a glass eye and not be suspicious, and that's Peter Falk. This guy had a glass eye, suspicious as fuck. It helps when you're in a military uniform, though. First up, we get Corporal Neil Corey, who I thought was Quarry. I wrote that in my notes, and I was like, Corey? Okay. Heavy artillery. He's that fucking machine gun guy, the giant machine gun guy. This guy, no stranger to G&G Theater. He was in After the Fall in New York. Okay, okay. He kind of remind me of the Lee Majors in Dirty Dozen Roll. He's the old dude with the gray hair, you but mean, he had no authority. Lee Marvin. Lee Majors Lee Marvin. is the $6 million man, which goes back to this movie because he's also a cyborg. Okay. <laughs> then we meet. By the way, we get all their code names never used in the movie. Literally, in, we're about to get to it. The guy says, why do they have code names? That's all they go by. <laughs> never used. Well, no. one of them gets used. My favorite, we meet Private Larry Garino, who was just picked because he kind of looks like Chuck Norris. That was his role. He's the recon man. His He's known as either Diddy or Diddy Bop. They point that out. So we now we know that, that, that Puff Daddy has no originality. He even stole his fucking rap name from Robo War. Yeah. I didn't even get this guy's real name. So here we go. We got one person using his nickname. Then we have their medic, Papa Doc. I don't remember his fucking real name, and I don't care. He's going to be Papa Doc for this episode. Right. Then we get the black guy who's going to be, according to them, martial arts expert, never, never once does any hand-to-hand combat. Never. In fact, he, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, he walks into a bear trap, so he doesn't even yes. do anything. He, he barely does anything. His name is Peel, codename Blood, always referred to as Peel in this movie. Always. Never. Then we get one guy who, who's he's, Apparently, he was a member of the Viet Cong yeah. who joined up their group. They said he was a leftover from Nam. Yes. He is their scout, which I, we just had a recon guy. Diddy, Diddy Bop is a recon. They're the same fucking op thing. And I don't know why he's called the scout because he has the radio on his back. He's the radio guy, even though I don't think he ever uses the radio. I never saw. Well, he also has, you know, the least grasp of the English language. He yes. literally talks like caveman. I king will win. I don't think he even in real life spoke English. Because as we know, an Italian thing, they just do all the fucking audio and post. Yeah. Which we get a lot of that in the, in the endless walking scenes. We get some peppered in fucking like dialogue. Yeah, there. we get so They're trying to do chemistry at some points, but not often. Well, they're trying to do Predator. That's yeah. what they're trying to do. He, his code name is Quang, or Quang, as he's called a couple times in this yeah. movie. So he does go by his code name. And of course, their, their, their boss, the guy they'll live and die for... Major Murphy, or as the uh, credits called it, Murphy. <laughs> black. Of course, black. Code name Kill Zone. Why? And we're getting the. Any nasally voice you hear, any antagonistic voice you hear in here is uh, Marsher. Mar- Masher. Masher. And man, this guy fucking sucks. You know he sucks. You this know guy- why he sucks, Griff? Because here's that story I'm going to tell you about. Oh, boy. He's a Danish guy. Like I've always said, there's no great Danes except for King Diamond and Scooby-Doo. Every other Dane is a piece of shit. And he fits the pe- the, uh, the, the, the uh, stereotype because there's on the DVD. Of course, I have the DVD of this movie. There is an interview with the guy who played Peel, a.k.a. Blood, a.k.a. Peel. And he tells the story. I guess I don't know. I guess this guy's seen a lot of shit in his life. He's like, 
Yeah, apparently during the filming of this movie, he got caught with a 12-year-old boy. The mom found him. And he's just telling it like this. Like, it's not... And then fucking... Red Brown almost killed this guy. He's gonna, he was ready to murder him, as you should. And then everyone's like, no, no, no. Let's just, let's just finish the film. Just chill out. Don't fucking worry about it. And then Peel's like, don't worry. I'll get him back. This is how he gets him back. It's not even good getting him back. There's a scene later on, spoiler alert, there's a scene later on where they're watching uh, like a gorilla, like a village taken over by gorillas, and they're deciding what they're going to do. And Masher's like, I don't want like get involved. This is We're out here for the Omega-1 prototype. And then Peel puts a gun to his mouth, and the line in the script was calling him a motherfucker. He's like, I'm going to call him a cocksucker. So he calls, apparently that's the ultimate. Don't call a fucking guy a cocksucker. So he's like, he jams the fucking gun in his face. And yeah. goes, you cocksucker. And the guy got offended by that. He's like, no, no, no. The line is motherfucker. I have no problem with you referring to me as a mother. As I fuck my mom. But don't you dare say I suck dick. It's just like Sal in fucking Dog Day Afternoon. He's like, they said there's two homosexuals in here. Tell them they're wrong. Tell them there's one. People were really upset about being called a homosexual back in the day. So he's like, "Can we, Bruno, no, we have to redo we, we this. And Bruno's like, all right, all right, we'll do it. And they filmed it again with the motherfucker line. And then he goes to P.O. He's like, don't worry, there was no film in the can. We're going to put the cocksucker line in. And lo and behold, they did. So that's how they got the revenge by a guy who was raping a 12-year-old boy. I think they should have just thrown him in the Reb. Let Reb take do some justice. That I mean, we already said Reb is the ultimate baby face, right. and ridding the world of a human being that's that uh, disgusting. Uh, child molester, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So, so that's should... like, that's how you know this guy's perfect casting for a slimy government agent, right? Because he's a total fucking rat, and he's in here. Why do they have nicknames? Do these group? Does this whole fucking group have a nickname? They do. It's called Bam. Bam! What does that stand for? Big ass motherfuckers. First of all, it should be badass motherfuckers. It should be big ass. They did have some nice asses. I will say that. Reb has a nice peach going on. Jesus, Reb. That's probably why he's so happy. He's proud of it. Save some for the rest of humankind, Reb Brown. They're guerrilla warfare experts and the best chance of retrieving and neutralizing Omega-1. All right. Well... Should I let them in on everything? No. Keep them in the dark like all governments do. We don't tell them <laughs> anything they need on a need-to-know basis, and they don't need to know about this. <laughs> and the Masher, God, until you told me that, I was going to say, Masher's doing a good job of getting me, like, riled up because he's constantly, like, got a cigarette that he's packing the tobacco in on, you know? He's uh, fiddling with it constantly. I was He's doing some low-budget fucking uh, Billy gonna, Drago. Yeah, I was going to say, he's doing some low-budget In fact, Drago. I heard he got thrown out of Billy Drago's class when Billy Drago says, I sense he's a child molester. Of course he did. He's like... Be gone. Billy Drago, guys, a little... Of course he did it with some hand flourishes. Yes, of course. Threw him out. Just to let you know, uh, in order... Like, the first day of Billy Drago's hand-acting school is he asks you what... Man, you, when I, I took a course, and my hands... I, I have arthritis now because of <laughs> yeah, it. Because it's hard to get the gist of, like, what he's doing. That's right. And you do it from the diaphragm as I well. David which Blaine can't even do his shit. It, it, and he's and a sleight-of-hand magician. Right. It's incredible. It's, it's grueling is what it is. So first day, what you have to do is you stand in front of the class, just like you do at all, you know, grade school, and you say, my name is so-and-so. 
uh, why are you here? Well, I'm here, and he got sweaty. Masher did. He could. Did you talk do the about- day the shadow puppet day? You just do shadow puppets, like, dude. That oh, that sounds fuck. like a relaxing day. No, it's not. It was it's stressful intense. too. You have you know how to do a buzzer with your hands? <laughs> no, I, the only thing Billy I can do. Does. The only thing I can do is a rock. See, there you go. I can do uh, whatever that is. A dog? What is that? Was that a rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> that's This is the rabbit. No, I can do that. <laughs> We're not eating marinara today, Albro. <laughs> oh, man. So, Master okay. sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Packing a cigarette. Constantly like, you want me to keep in the dark? Okay, I'll do that. All right, now we cut to the boat. The African Queen 2 Damn. is taking them to Batu Batu, a hellish LZ. Right, that's right. Still haven't figured out what that stands for. Get back to us, Jack. Please, lozenge? Is that what it stands for? So this is where we're seeing they're, they're like relaxed when they're not in kill mode. Right, it's boat rock mode, you know? Yeah. They got the Steve Winwood on. They're just enjoying and. W- all of our guys are in relaxed wear. Diddy Bop's got the fucking short shorts with the knee sock look going on. Dockers, knee socks. He's he is beatboxing to the boombox. <laughs> he's like da 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 da. He's doing jazz drum yeah. beats and shit, and he's listening to just butt rock. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Diddy Bop and Corey are sharing a joint slash doing a beatbox. They're they're holding it in the most bizarre way I've heard anyone seen anyone hold. Maybe Drago had something like, yeah, anybody can just pinch and stare at it. Right. Do well, this. We talked about recently. We talked about how Europeans don't just do the two finger. They're yeah. like back they, of the hand, front it. of the they hand. They do the pinch. Like that. Yeah. yeah, they do all kinds of just yeah. you know. They go to the Billy Drago school smoking. Right. You know. Well, they're... Billy Drago learned all this shit from mime, which of course comes from France. So it, it makes, makes all make sense, sense that the Europeans would be ahead of us. So Corey Neil must have been stationed there, or Neil Corey, excuse me, two first names <laughs> either way. Uh, and so he must have been stationed over in France or something to learn this. Well, yeah, yeah, Germany, yeah. France. You know, we yeah, have, we have some bases in Germany. So they're smoking it. It's like when you're warming up your hands, or you're beatboxing, yeah. or you're beatboxing, and they've got the cigarette just sticking in between <laughs> two fingers, putting their hands and in, your mouth into their hands, and then apparently huffing in on it. <laughs> And they're passing it, and you're seeing through the disgust of Peel, a.k.a. Phil. Blood. Blood, a.k.a. Phil, Peel. That Peel. was his name, yeah. Peel. Yeah, Peel Blood. Always referred to as Peel, though. Yeah, he's just like, hey, man, those two homosexuals. He didn't say homosexuals. Yeah. The 80s, after all. And drug addicts probably got AIDS. Like, that's a joke. They just have AIDS. Like you were saying, I haven't seen Predator in so long. So this is like the banter between them. Like yeah, they're so that, fucking. You got lost. you give it. You got to have that kind of like really edgy homophobic kind of. You know, when guys, when bros get together, the homophobic jokes start flying. Well, like you said, man, Masher was like, "You can't say cocksucker. You can't call me that." <laughs> yeah. Like that was really offensive to people. Right. They were terrified. Those fighting words. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They were terrified. Like Marty McFly gets offended over chicken. These guys get offended over saying they like penis. So yeah, that's the little banter. We're getting to know these guys. You know, it's a, it's kind of like there was. Like when it's in Predator, when Jesse's chewing the tobacco, when he's like, I'm a sexual Tyrannosaurus. Right. Captain of uh, the boat, he Queen's ship or whatever. African Queen 2. African Queen 2. 
Because the original favorite. African queen was Humphrey Bogart's. Oh, yeah, makes of course. Sense. Yeah. I love their African. Because we know Bruno Mattei loves the classics, so he yeah. would always throw that in. I love that. Yeah. And he did put all the cruisemen into white shirts with blue font that said African Queen 2. Right. Yeah. It was good. I loved it. That's good <laughs> set. Let you know that. Yeah. And so. At one point, the the uh, the captain, or you know, yeah, he's the other captain. Yeah, he's asked them, boss. Let me ask you a question. Why are you going to this hellish island? And Reb, with the biggest <laughs> smile, is just like, I'm not talking. <laughs> I love Reb. He, anytime he delivers any line, he just got a little. How can you smile. not love him? He's wearing turquoise pants, a matching turquoise. Bear midriff shirt, yeah. skin tight, sailboat on the shirt. Dude, the reveal of this outfit is so amazing because the boat docks. Right. Our boys are getting off. And the last guy off is, of course, Captain Major Killzone Black. Right. And you see him just walk through that door and Dreamweaver starts up. Blue dockers, black belt, fucking Cut off little <laughs> sailboat shirt without sleeves. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, all in turquoise. All turquoise. They will be picked up in three days where the African queen captain lets them know. That's all he that's all he's allowed to know. We'll Appar- be back here yeah. in three days. You think Masher three. would have told him this, but Masher is waiting on the dock for them. And of course, Black's leading the way, goes up to Masher. Masher's trying to get a handshake. He heard about all kill zones, many uh, feats in war. But Reb just staring off into the mid-distance. What's our MO? What, what are we doing here? And he, Masher, you just see him put his hand down. Of course, Reb doesn't want to shake hands with a fucking pedophile. Exactly. He senses this guy. He knows there's something off with this guy. He works for the government. He can't be trusted. So it works so well, both in the movie and in just the real life, this piece of shit. So we get dropped. Like He's all business, as he should be. He's fucking Marf- Marfy Black, for Christ's sakes. So the next scene, literally the next cut, they're all in their fatigues, they're all geared up, and they're on rafts on another beach. Yeah. This was one of the things Master told them. Yeah, we're going to that island <laughs> over there. Uh, do we have a contact? Me. Are you going with us? Yeah. No. It's only me and my boys that go. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just following orders, sir. Hands are tied. And you know that fucking just gets right down to well, the he, core. He, he says, he's like, well, shit! Life's a bitch, and then you die. Move out! He's got to scream. Oh, by the way, someone they, uh, there was also an interview with the woman, the woman who wrote this script, and she, and for, for some reason, they were interviewing her and sitting behind a drum kit. Interesting. Not, she never played the drum. She's just sitting behind her with with sticks in her hand. Uh, yeah. Never played it once. Okay. But you think you just want to just hit it. You got sticks. You want to hit it. Maybe but she did. They probably she had claims that I call bullshit because okay. I know my Red Brown and I know that he, he his the rebel the rebel yell. Some call it the rebel yell. Some call it the brown sound. It's fucking his scream that he's been working on for years. He says it himself. He said Bruno Matai told him to start screaming. No. Because he wanted to sound like uh, Stallone in uh, Rambo. No, that can't be true. No. No. Don't even try that shit. Look, we're the truth finders. We know all the truth. We wrote the Wikipedia page on Red Brown. No, that's not true. And that's why they call it the brown sound, because you shit your pants when you hear that scream. Jesus Christ. If you're within earshot of it, like we have the... 
the the luxury of hearing it through a speaker and it doesn't hit I you as still hard. Wear, I wear sound deafening. Air you headphones. still do. Yeah. Well, you also watch everything on Laserdisc, though. <laughs> right. And Laserdisc, that's why Laserdisc died as a format because people were watching Red Brown movies and shitting you hear, themselves. You listen to a Red Brown movie surround sound, you might lose your mind. Laserdisc surround sound. It's a yeah. special kind of surround sound, everybody. Right. So be careful. So. Masher, he has like it, it looked like just a tiny portable boom box with like a readout on it, like a digital clock. Yeah, it definitely did look. It, it had and a he's clock. just mysteriously fiddling with it, and they yeah. notice that. And so we're like, all right. And then there's just a line. They're just walking around. Someone says, thank you, fuck you, you're welcome. So we know Jim Cornette is also a fan of Robo War. That's right. So we're, we just got shots of the boys cautiously trekking through the jungle. And then we have a first-person view of that orange pixelated Battletoads first boss view. And he's got some targets being locked in. And you're supposed to know it's our boys, but you can barely tell anything. Yes. It's like foggy silhouettes. I don't know. There is a shit ton of fog in this movie. That final yeah. scene is all fog. It's dramatic. Yeah. He knows about the fog. Bruno knows about the we, fog. Well, we're going to have to get in a whole thing about that fog at the end. So, yeah. So it's like, oh, my God. they gonna He's going to attack? No, he doesn't. But Quang, he, he, remember, he's, kind of some, he's, he's, he's got some kind of ethnic senses that us white men can't see. Like, yeah, feel. he's supposed to be Vietnamese. Yeah. And apparently they're mystical. Yeah, he's supposed to be, I think his name was Billy, the, the Native American scout from Predator. That's his role. Oh. I remember okay. Billy could fucking, you know, could sense shit that we couldn't because we're not in touch with nature as much as okay. Native American, Native people are. Right. You, Indigenous. You, yes. So he, his senses are tingling. And he, he he's like, I don't know. And then, then fucking Papa Doc goes... You know, in Quang, when the hair in the back of Quang's neck goes up, danger is afoot. He keeps that hair long just for that reason, right. to let everybody know. And sure enough, they hear they see, they see something move in the the foliage, and then that's their cue: unload ten thousand rounds. They just line up, shoot this. They do this five times in this movie. <laughs> they just start shooting into the fucking forest, just taking out all kinds of brush and everything, and. Constantly having to go back to the little dinghies they came in on to get more bullets because they, yeah. they're they carrying that like... That should have been an extra guy's job, this bullet wrangler. Yeah, like bullet mule. So yeah. now they're like, okay, let's go check out whatever we fucking killed because we had to have killed something. What did they find at the end of their bullets? A fucking skeleton. With, yeah, a smoking skeleton. And it's just like, okay, what's this? And then Papa Doc, rifle because he is the medical expert. This has been dead for days. He does check the pulse of the skeleton. <laughs> yes. We got to. <laughs> but you're a doctor. Isn't this an auspicious start? And they also find his gun, which has been melted. It's yeah. So you can tell you can tell it's like it's still an American rifle and everything, but it's just worn yeah. down. Like a so, fool. our boys are on edge right now. They're going a little further into the bush. And they notice a little glint up on a, on a tree. So clearly, it's a gorilla. Because we're in here fighting gorillas. Yeah. That's how they think. Gorillas in the mist. Yeah, they think they're just fighting gorillas in the in the woods here. Or the jungle, I guess. Yeah. So everybody, they send the crew out into three groups. And they split up, and they're surrounding the glint. And then Corey's just like, I'm going to fucking shoot this guy now. <laughs> And like you said, the giant assault or, or like machine gun that he yeah. is, I don't know what they're called because I'm not, uh, you know, 
the gun expert. But he's just like, fuck yeah, it's time. And everybody unloads again. Now we're just taking out a br- <laughs> brush above us. Yeah. Body falls out of the tree. Like, I think we got him. And they go check him once again, checks the pulse. Yeah, he's dead. But he's been dead for days, too. It's another <laughs> fucking skeleton. You guys aren't going to believe this. He's been dead for days. Go up there and see if there's anything else up there. They find a melted gun up there. What the fuck is going on? And then we have another, like, about three minutes of them just walking through the jungle with some butt rock playing in the background. I think it's the song we opened the show it with. It might have been, yeah. It wouldn't be the halfway point. Though. And so then Peel, being the martial arts expert he is, just blunders into a bear trap. Yeah. Or it, it wasn't even a bear trap. No. It's two pieces of wood with nails going through it. Exactly. I didn't know what else to call it, so I just called it yeah. a bear trap. And fortunately, uh, Murphy has some some, <laughs> some um, skills of opening them. So he just opens it up, gets out. <laughs> Papa Doc checks him. He'll be okay. You know, kisses the boo boo, and he's fine. I'm glad you said that because that is literally Pop Doc's medical procedure. It's just get down there, peel. You're gonna be okay. You ready? Listen closely. That was literally the kissing and he's noise. Like, wow, I feel better. That was literally. If you guys go back and watch Killing America style, we talked about it. Yeah. There was just random weird like cheek kiss noises. That's the same kiss noise they were using in the sex yeah, scene with they Robert Zadar. actually flew Robert Zadar in just to do that just voiceover do of the kiss noise. He's noises. got like that cavernous jowl, so of course it makes... a little reverb on yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. So, okay, so now Quang, <laughs> hair's fucking rising on his neck again, so he just takes off. And fucking Black's following him. He's like, he, he's on to something. So they go... Quang is just slowly stalking through the woods and everything, and he sees snakes slithering. Wasn't it going over another body? I thought it was. I, I don't remember seeing another body. I just remember seeing him seeing that snake and then snatching it. And I was waiting for the hard target. I, since this is an Italian production, I was waiting for the horrible animal cruelty thing where he's going to slice it in half with a Good knife. Call. Yeah, I'm glad we don't see any of that. But a, a bird calls out and distracts him, so he just lets the fucking snake go. Well, of course, he's indigenous, so he hears that bird quack, and he's like, Trouble's foot, birds never quack. They don't. No. And then he finds a whole mess of bodies and skeletons, all dead, because why? Because Papa Doc checked their fucking pulse. And so he, you know, he calls for Major Black, Morphe. Morphe Black. Yeah. Morphe. <laughs> and so Reb joins him and they're looking down and he's like, well, shit, maybe this is like Korean style or something. Quang fires back. No, this is not killing Korean style. They would never kill their own kind like this. And he points out the soldiers were shooting in all directions. They didn't, they didn't know what was they were facing and there were no discernible tracks around this kill zone. So, what the fuck killed these guys? So now we're getting cuts back to Masher. You know, he was trying to tag along with Murphy, but Murphy was like, you stay here and call out your name every 30 seconds. But, of course, Marsher's like, why, I'm not going to do that. Why did he do that? That was weird. I don't fucking know. I think he was just trying to embarrass him. Because, okay. again, they had heat from, like, the second scene. And when I say your name, I mean cocksucker. So. Just yell out cocksucker. 
So yeah, so he's this, you know, cocksucker. One Mississippi two, Mississippi three. Cocksucker. <laughs> it's fucking Robo Warrior. He comes out of the foliage. And he faces off with fucking Masher. And we see Masher's jaw drop, and his eyes are just glinting. Uh, never mind. I don't want to do that joke. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> so you're expecting some shit to happen here. And he's, like, fiddling with all this shit. He's reaching for something, and then he just tries Was that to- supposed to be a tracking device he had, that, that mini boombox he was carrying? He called it an EMP at one point. That, no, that was the detonator thing. That was the no. He called the, the box that was thrown into the stream an EMP thing. And no, he did he that. Called... La- he did that later on. He did the. He, I know what you're talking about. He's, he when they they made the little base. That's when he started talking about the EMP. That's what the detonator was supposed to be. Oh no, he was talk. No, they asked him what was the thing we threw in the river, and he said that was the EMP. Oh, the okay. other thing was just he just called it the detonator. So, anyways, he's fiddling with some shit, and then he runs away. Not before Robo Warrior can throw a knife at him, but it just missed him. But it goes all the way to the hilt into a tree. So let's call it an eight-inch knife. Eight inches deep. Balls deep into a tree. Balls deep. That knife did have a pair of tructicles on it. So they hear the commotion. They run out. Damn! A man can't do that! And then he goes to pull it out. Shit! It's hot! <laughs> And then we just continue again. <laughs> yeah. And we happen on a road. You know what we haven't had? Oh, I'm sorry, what? Well, it's bridge and yeah. a road. Yeah. Bridge and a road. And we really have, like, we've been told these boys are great. We haven't seen how great they are. We haven't seen them kill anybody. We've seen them shoot at dead bodies. And they're fucking hungry for a kill. So Quang senses vibrations on the bridge. Because remember, he's indigenous. His yeah. senses are heightened. He takes a leaf. He blows on it. He takes some of the long grass, throws it into the air, and then he puts a hand and an ear to the ground, and he's like, trouble afoot, gorillas. And, and then Diddy P mumbles, his balls begin to tingle and jingle. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you got these in here because yeah. these are some weird fucking... Yeah. Because that was like more more post shit that they were just throwing in. Yeah, I yeah. Guess to, I don't know what. And so they go up on the road, and we see a, a, a young woman running, oh. and a nerd running from these guys, these like guerrilla war warriors, war soldiers, chasing them. Right. Doing, you know, like, yeah, shooting at them and shit. So our boys are literally just standing on the side of the road. They're running across the bridge, down the road. They're not hiding at all. They're just standing there. Well, they're lining up. They're getting ready. Yeah, they're just standing there, I guess, kind of lined up. Apparently, the gorilla is just like stopped in front of them near them. Well, they them. run over the guy that's with the girl. See, he's dead, but he doesn't matter because he's not a beautiful blonde woman. Of course. So she runs past them, and then we see our boys, hey, assholes! Ah! And they just unload again. Just And it's... Again, like a cartoon. You would think there were, this this was a guy who like stole some bubble gum from like a party store or something, like, and a cop would do that. It would make sense. But yeah, they just they just unload. <laughs> but it's like GI Joe, where it's just like you have a cut of them shooting and screaming, and then never in the same frame. You just have a frame of people 
falling over, dying from the bullets that are apparently hailing from wherever they are. They all die except for Tommy Chong. He survives, and he grabs Virginia slash Virgin, because that's yeah. her name in the credits. credits is Virgin. Yeah. And he puts a gun to her head, and, like, fucking Murphy's like, <laughs> he's, he's just like, let me deal with this geek. Pulls out his little side pistol. One! And the guy's going, I'll shoot her. I'll kill her. Two! I'll shoot her. I'll kill her. Three! Shit! <laughs> Shoots him right in between the eyes. <sighs> so then Reb, as soon as that's done, Reb turns around and he spots fucking Robo Warrior. Take cover! Incoming! Take cover! Bunch of lasers start flying at our boy. Shit! But now, they, but it's like, you know, they got that woman. They got to get off the road. They'd want to fight, but they have a fucking... Uh, uh, woman civilian. Woman civilian they got to protect. Yeah. So they run away. We get uh, we get some time here. We get settled. And apparently, Robo Warrior's thing is that he wants to pick everybody off isolated. He's a predator. Yeah. So he doesn't like... He's the hunter, as Quang calls him later on. Yeah. So it's like he doesn't want to kill things in pairs. He wants to do everything one at a time. Right. So he's, he's like watching Reb have a little, you know, conversation asking Virgin, Virginia, what she's doing and all that, why she's here. And she's like a peacekeeping mission. They're building hospitals and shit and bring in fucking vaccines that are going to kill everybody. Right. She assumes that, of course, they're there to help her because right. the gorillas were yeah. over. Did you hear about that village? A.K.A. the village in the beginning of the movie that gets destroyed. She thinks they're there for that. Yeah. And she's like, no, I mean, we're here to fight gorillas, but they they might be the same gorillas. And she's like, well, you know, I just came from San Pedro. Let's go back there. That's where they're, everyone's being held hostage. Right. And so they just happen to wander on San Pedro. I mean, I guess they were pointing in that direction. And Masher, of course, this is the scene we were just alluding to. Yeah. Master's pointing out, this is not our business. We're not here to liberate villages. There's probably no good drugs in there that we can take home with us. They, this country doesn't even have oil. And then click, shut the fuck up, cocksucker. And so then Reb starts handing out the commands. You two, take out these guards. You two, take out those guards. We're getting a second jobber match, everybody. Right, so we see a village reminiscent of the McBain village. Everything's made out of bamboo and fucking palm fronds. It's very Gilligan's Island. Oh, yeah. They had a coconut radio. And our boys are just fucking ninja style, stabbing necks. Yeah. And then I think Reb's like, I got to get in the fun. And he just runs in, starts firing. After They're they... doing a great job of stealthily just taking everyone out. Right. They do two stealth kills with knives. That was Corey, and I forget who else went in I there. Think Blood did it. Peel. You think Peel did? Okay. Yeah. On that or bad foot. Quang. I don't know. Quang's good with a knife. Quang is good with a knife. They take out two guys with a knife, and then everybody starts running it, and it's <laughs> fun time. You're like, you might as well cue up some circus music. Quang double choke slams two guys. Yes. And then we get the fucking call back to Predator, but it's so much better because Reb's doing it. Reb is like fighting with a guy. Guy comes up. He hurls a knife, pins him to the wall like we saw Schwarzenegger do. But Schwarzenegger just said, stick around. Reb does the one better. Don't move. And then he literally <laughs> winks at the camera. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, without really doing lines or anything, 
I really like Twink. I thought he was pretty fucking good in this movie. Yeah. Twink Chung. Yeah, I liked him. I haven't seen Predator in forever. Maybe I would feel different if I saw Predator right before I watched this. But Virginia runs to the place. I guess like the school, wherever they keep all the children. They're all dead. It's a pile of dead. And we know because Papa Doc checks all their pulses. Uh, Papa Doc literally checks. I and mean, Masher, Masher, Masher checks <laughs> something else, but we're not. God gonna... damn it. He's like, I'll check their temperature. And Rep said, you won't move. And, and then so, Wings at him. <laughs> so they're all dead. The whole village has been destroyed. Uh, Robo just walks, stumbles in. Peel was told to, you know, keep keep an eye out on things while they all, like, you know, were checking inside the huts they didn't blow up. <laughs> there is literally a Peel grenade throw where he goes, ew. <laughs> he says, ew, and throws the grenade. It was so, uh, it's so weird. Hey, you're a badass in this movie. What are you going to do? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, 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 a, it's a wimpy way of killing somebody. It peels the wind. Yeah, just throwing a fucking grenade. He was projecting in that boat scene. He's actually uh, gay and a drug addict, maybe. So Robo just stumbles into the, the scene. And Peel's like, hey, and Peel's like, fucking Robo. He's got a cigarette dangling out of his mouth, and he can't, I don't even think he got words out, Murray. Uh, I think he was just sitting there, and he just starts going, you see the cigarette trembling, and then he just, he got lasered, and that's what everybody hears. And he gets killed. Because lasers, as we all know, are loud as fuck. Yeah. We gotta quiet our lasers down. Quanks goes up to Peel's body. Marfi, this wasn't gorillas. It's just one. It's the hunter. And then we see Robo again. Starts unloading lasers on our boys, blowing up the fucking huts that our boys didn't blow up. So the boys, they get, they circle around. They're face-to-face with Robo. And Garino, his boy fucking Peel, got killed. Right. He's furious. So he's like, I got to kill this motherfucker. So he runs off after Robo. Yeah. Corey has to, Neil Corey, has to run off to Gorino because he's trying to get him back. So now we got two stragglers. And as we we know, this is how Robo likes it. He right. wants a, excuse me, I'm burping, one at a time. So Gorino just runs into Robo and is just killed. And his body's dragged off. Yeah, just killed. Corey finds a blood trail. Of course, he puts rubs the blood between his fingers, tastes yep. it. That's blood. I don't know if he's dead. I'll have to get Papa Doc over here to check his check pulse. Check your pulse. And sure enough, his arm's there, so you can check his pulse. <laughs> just- Severed, and it's holding some dog tags. And we're like, did he grab his own dog tags before he died? No. It says Lieutenant Woodring on it. Interesting. Mm, things are getting interesting, people. So... Uh, Murphy, he decides, you know, we got to find fucking the rest of Garino. We know his arm's here. Right. Where's the rest of them? So we get a long, drawn-out searching montage with more of that fucking butt rock we opened the show with. We got, of course, Robo watching them. We get some very dramatic synth. And, 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 and the searching's interrupted. When Corey just walks by a tree. We see up in the tree, Garino's body is, like, hanging from the tree. Yeah. He doesn't notice it, but he does notice Robo, and Robo notices him. So he opens fire, and the crew, once again, this is their 12th fucking scene where they're just lined up, unloading their guns into the the jungle. So 
they did do a different kind of shot here. They got on the ground and kind of an angle and were pointing up at the boys. And they were like, like you had the one in front. They formed like a flying V. And they were, yeah, it was, you know, they mixed it up a little bit. And we get some rebel yells and then night falls. All right, Murphy's like, God damn it, Masher. What's going on? You're telling me, you're not telling me stuff. And he's like, look, I was involved with this. It's a cyborg. It's the perfect cyborg. I created it, but we can destroy it. Impossible. And he's like, look, I'll admit there's some bugs to be worked out. It's very Tesla. Okay, Tesla probably created it. Yeah, it's automated cars in general. They yeah. just murder people. We but- needed more testing. It is it's out of control. But look, think of it. Murphy Black versus Omega One. The perfect match. Right. You were made to take out Omega One. I liked how Master tried to turn this like, this is the greatest challenge ever for you, right? You're going to be able to put a new medal on your wall with this one. But since I put it in my own head here, maybe like people do with automated cars, all they need to do is put a fucking construction cone in front of it. And then it'll just stop. Quang's not buying this bullshit. He's like, let's kill this pale-faced motherfucker. But then he's like, no, we need to learn more. Then Black apparently has a flashback. I don't everything looks the same here, but we have a, a flashback to Vietnam, and this is where we learn that he knows a Lieutenant Woodring. Right, and we wouldn't know this because all he's doing is going, Marty! 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 And then Marty steps on a landmine, and that's it. That's the flashback. Yeah. So who the fuck is it supposed to be Marty Woodring? Oh. All right. And the next morning, they're back on the hunt. Doc is, he's he's telling Mastery what's up. No one likes this fucking guy. Papa Doc, by the way, we never even mentioned this. He has his unique characteristics as well. He's fat. He's got a beard. And he smokes a pipe. Yeah. He's an AW fan. Yeah. He constantly seems to be calm, cool, and collect, smoking his pipe. And he stops Master, and he's like, you know. He did say, my lady, when Virginia joined the crew. He doffed, doffed his cap. Yeah. yeah, he's got that cap on. He, did, he has he has that kind of energy. But he stops Master to tell him, yeah, I ran into, you know, I was there when that robot was around you, and I was in between you two, and you did not seem to be, I just, I just want you to know, if anybody else fucking dies in this team, Quang is going to be fucking ripping off your little pedal-loving dick. And shoving it down your throat. Hey, there's a stream. Let's cross it. So there's a stream. There, it's like literally knee-high water. And Masher, go, not Masher, but uh, Murphy goes to Corey. Help Virginia cross. She's a lady. She can't handle knee-deep water. And Quang, like, true baby face. Reb's baby faceness works off. Like, Warlord wouldn't be able to relis- r- resist Reb's just pure baby faceness. So Quinn goes, my lady, and throws out an arm and escorts her down across the street. So, yeah, remember, there's barely a story to this movie. So there's more padding. We're just watching people cross a fucking stream, basically, with no current at all. It's just totally, is it technically even a river if there's no current? It's, just, it's not even flowing. Walking across it, but somehow it's dangerous. Right. Then Papa Doc's turn to go around. He's like, oh, uh, ew, is there like fish here? It's gross. Uh, I feel something. They're like, let's get across. But no. Then we get, I think we get a scene of uh, a Papa Doc's feet in the water, that pixelation. Yes. I don't know. There's something. It's murky water on top of the orange on orange 
pixel, it's pixelated. Yeah. And we can't see it, but you see what looks to be like some kind of tentacle claw thing just stretching out. No, no that no. was in black. No, I saw that in this scene. They do that. give you something to allude to this in, in this scene. All I'm here is target, target. Duck gets grabbed. He's like, oh, help me. It's like literally knee-deep water. I don't know how he's even floating. And he's getting dragged down the river. Shit, we got to find Doc. Go down the river. So, all right. So now Quang, he puts the machete to Masher's neck. He sees that fucking little... Dude, he has. I don't want the, the EMP bomb, whatever. It, yeah, he doesn't even call it a bomb. He just says it can track EMPs. Grabs it, hurls it in the river. Now we're both even. Wow. All even. The whole team, I guess. Downstream, Doc washes ashore. He's just by himself, just hanging out. He's like, well, I guess that was a lucky one. Maybe he got something up Blows his urethra. Blows water out of his pipe. He's yeah. good to go. Starts looking around, surveying the scene, and that's when he spots Robo again. Well, does he? No, he just... Yeah, he spots oh, yeah. it, right. and then he runs off. <laughs> and then he's like, Murphy! Papa Doc! Murphy! They meet up. They're talking. He's like, what'd you see? Oh, I, I saw Robo. And then all of a sudden, we see this Doc Ock from Spider-Man Tentacles... Yeah. Going along the ground, grabs onto the heel of uh, Papa Doc's boot and just starts dragging him. Just, like, instant, like, just snaps him out. And the boys are just confused. They're like, wow. All right. Do we find him now? Yeah, let's, fit, let's run after him. So they're running after him. You know, Masher stays behind. He's got this little fucking remote device in his hand. And he's struggling, but, arguing with himself. Yeah. Like, I have to do this or it'll kill us all. Should I? No, no, I won't do it. This is the scene where I noticed that Masher has a unique thing I, I haven't seen in any of the movies we've done. A single finger apparatus that's strapped on. Did you uh, notice no, I this? I didn't see that at all. He's got an index finger little leather uh So he's not sleeve. wearing a glove? He just has one finger Just covered? one. And he was wow. That's like the opposite because like Mad Max had the glove with the finger missing, so he could pull the trigger. Right. Wow. So he picked up Mad Max's finger glove. He did the reverse, but it's literally one, and it's got straps to hold it on. See, this this is the shit you get in these kind of movies. You think John Wick somebody would have the, the idea of doing that? No. 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 So they're chasing after Doc, and they catch up to him while he's to catch up to a smoking corpse. We didn't finish the whole detonator scene because he's holding up. Now he's got that little silver device, and he's like, I've got to do it. Yeah, I said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they find the remains. Nobody, There's no doctor, so they don't know if he's alive or dead. Because like, they're like, where's his pulse? They're checking all over the skeleton, and they're right. like. They don't I, know how to do a pulse. I think he's dead, Marshall. Right. Mar- Murphy. Marshall Murphy. Thank you. Marvel matters. So they're like, somebody says, no more running. We're fighting this motherfucker. So the boys set up their own little trap. They built a little fort out in the woods. <laughs> and Quang went out putting landmines all around it, grenade traps, all this good shit. This is one of the worst built-up scenes I've ever seen. 
because it's literally just standing around that we're going to be get, That's building up to. most of this to. movie is just standing yeah. around. If you're not shooting a gun, you're just standing around. So we got our – so they're building like a camouflage hideout. They've like knocked down fort. trees. It's a little tree fort that we all made when we were kids. <laughs> we get it for they, they dug like a little divot right before it so that – robot would fall in front of them or something they do have the landmines in front of them like five feet in front of them but uh this is where we have black uh marfi excuse me that's the name oh, we're using yeah. get in master's face about the remote device because he you know quink told him about it and he's like what is that thing that quink threw in the river that was an EMP device, and I was using it to send remote cons- signals. I could take over. That thing that's after us, it's a robot. I designed it. I'm pretty badass. Corey's like, let's just throw this fucker out. Let him handle this shit. And they're like, yeah, but he's like, wait, wait, wait. I can use this detonator device, but it's no. got to be complicated. Corey, check his bag. And that's when they get the actual silver remote device. But he's like, look, so it's, it's like, it's like, what would you call it? It's like a fucking little handheld thing with like an antenna coming off. Right? It's a, yeah. It's got a switch and a lever. And you're supposed, or a switch and a button. And he's like, look, all right, I can stop the Omega 1 prototype with this, but I have, it says limited range. I yeah. have to get in close. And not only that, he has to point it at the center, that little coxcomb on his head. I have to point it at that. No, why not hardwire this fucking thing then? It's the stupidest fucking concept ever. I'm sorry to cut you off there. So he's just like, but Masher yeah. is trying to live through so this, right? He, that's yeah. why. That's why he's like, you can't do it. Only I can do it. But it's so ridiculous. Like, no, he has to be facing me yeah. while I'm pushing this. I have to point it at the center of his head. Right. I have to. I have to spin around his head, tap it three times, and right. then push the button. Say say his safe word into his ear. And Quang's like, hey, enough of this shit. Robo's coming. And then he's like, and they're like, don't worry. The landmines will handle uh, handle him. And he's like, they won't work because he has thermal sensors. He can sense all the landmines. And he's like, and he's like, I'd love to stop him, but it's too far away. And they're like, fuck it. Go out there. You're doing it. Yeah. No, at first what he does is Reb tells him, no, trigger the fucking thing right here. And so he, using his one little fucking gloved finger, sleeved finger, is he actually flips the switch, hits the button, and you hear beep, 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 and the robot's not reacting. It's literally standing 100 feet away from them. Too far. Just standing there. Too far. With their, with his back to them. So it's like, what the fuck is this robot doing? I, I was like, what is happening? So like, scene? Masher, go out there, get close to him. Well, Masher actually decides he starts ripping off. He's got the you know the bandolier of shotgun shells, and he's got the vest on. He starts ripping everything off, and he's like, "I'm gonna go do it now." And they're like, "Good, go fucking do it. We don't like you." So he goes walking out for the robot, and Masher gets right in his face. And before the- he does, he hands a little tape recorder to Ma- to Murphy. Thank you. Yeah. The, meanwhile, Robo stepped on some mines, but nothing's affecting him. Not even a scratch on him. Right. And the people are even saying it. It's like he's stepping on a Lego brick and nothing else. So Basher gets all up in his grill. He literally has a grill on his mask. He's slowly lifting that detonator up to his forehead. And Robo, he knows what's, what this is. He knows the score. So he grabs his wrist. 
shakes his hand, drops the detonator. A light emitted as if he yeah. was like electrocuting him or something. <laughs> Come on, Murray, we got to really build this robot up. It's got powers for days. Needless to say, Masher drops the detonator and then is just hurled onto a mine where he explodes. That was good. I liked that. That would have got me kicked off of fucking Facebook, just showing the gif of that dummy being blown up. That's the kind of shit, like, what, three episodes in or something? Yeah, that's why I gave up on our Facebook page, because I was constantly getting flagged for putting that kind of shit It would be amazing if threads became the Twitter replacement, and it was like, we can't put any content on it. Well, fortunately, it doesn't seem like it is. Yeah, yeah. All we can hope is is that they have their fight in the Coliseum, fucking Zuckerberg kills (laughs) Musk, and somebody else buys Twitter. Hopefully Trump. (laughs) So... Because he's got all the money. He could do it. He has fucking $47 billion. He could buy it. Right. And he's an incredible businessman. So Corey goes out there. I guess it's my turn. So he goes out, grabs the detonator, and just gets killed by the fucking robot. That's right. I think we just see like we see like a POV shot of, but not the pixelated POV, and he like spits blood on his face yeah, or something like that. He gets close to the robot. The robot like turns him around, and I, I couldn't tell if he did a chop to the chest or the back of his head, because then you switched, you do a quick cut to the camera, and he, uh, uh, you get Corey's face just splurting blood into yeah. it. It was kind of a cool shot, though. So Robo picks up the detonator, and then he starts firing on their little fort. Yep. Just so, blowing it up with his lawgiver. So all we got now are Murphy, Quang, and Virginia. They they run off the fort's blowing up. They're running away, but then this is where we get the fucking predator scene. We're fucking the Indian guy. No, you guys go on. I have to do this myself. Yeah, and he takes off his fucking gear, so he's a stripped down with a machete. Fucking no, you gotta come with us. And then she, well, she's saying that, and then Murphy's like, he'd rather die than be taken away to get killed. That's right. So they leave him. Quang, did we even see him get like in confrontation? What we saw, Quang gets his machete out, holds it in two hands, and just flexing so hard as he swipes the machete very slowly, ceremonially, ceremonially, <laughs> uh, across like Tai Chi style across his body, and then you get the pixelated target. I'm target. I got my target. <laughs> and then it just zooms in, and as it zooms in, his face becomes less pixelated. You know, enhance, 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 yeah. and then just dead. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Quang is actually one of the cooler characters, and he's just gone. Virginia hears the blast, and she's like, it's just you and me, Murphy. What are we going to do? Robo is following. He passes by. There's a skull formation made out of beer cans. I don't Amazing. Know what that, was. that was fucking great. I loved it. When they just <laughs> shot to that, I was like, why? I love it. I don't care. They're running some more, and then Virginia's like, hey, there used to be an abandoned hospital down here that we had, we had to abandon because was, the water was poisoned. Uh, I'm glad you tried to skip it, but Virginia goes, I can't do it anymore. It just stops. And by the way, watch Reb running in this scene. He's doing like the tiniest little run. He's not running. He's like, dee, 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 dee. he looks nervous about the ground he's, he's running on. Stealthy. And then they get to that little bridge that they're on here, and he's even more cautious on it. So So, she mentions there's an abandoned hospital. Let's go there. So that night they find the hospital. Virginia says, oh, by the way, I'm also I have a degree in chemistry, and I can make napalm. Yeah. There's just some ingredients. Yep. 
There's uh, yeah, napalm it was, it was ingredients. Gasoline. Well, this is how you make uh, homemade napalm. It's the gasoline and then uh, frozen orange juice concentrate. That's it. That's a real thing. I'm not even making that up. I know. Because I got my, of course, I got my anarchist cookbook at That's home. That's right. And she's like, I'm, it's like, she's like stirring it on a pot. She's like, it's almost ready. Yeah, it's boiling, big cauldron. She's putting her finger in, needs more salt. So he's like, Black, I need you to lure Robo in here, and then we can set off this napalm bomb. So Murphy, of course, is like, okay, I'll go out and get him. But first, I got to listen to this tape that, that Masher gave me. So do we, I mean, I don't remember. Do we want to just put the audio in here or do we just want to recap it? Well, it depends on how much work you want to do. I could throw the audio. Okay, in. well, it's, it's not much. Here it I is. Think. All right. What is that? It's a tape Masher gave me to listen to. I'm making this tape for the last one of us left alive. That's probably you, Black. What you're fighting is more than a machine. There is something of the human in him. To be precise, he's a perfect fusion of human and mechanical parts. The true masterpiece is the brain. Bionic and human cell tissues in a superb amalgamation. You are well acquainted with the man we chose to transform into Omega One. Black, Omega-1 is your friend, Lieutenant Martin Woodring. They brought him into our center more dead than alive. We were able to save only the parts that really interested us, uh, his head and his brain. He'd been singled out to us as the toughest and most brilliant expert in every kind of guerrilla warfare. The man's knowledge, plus the computer that keeps him alive, um, uh, eternally for all practical purposes, Make him an invincible and indestructible war machine. He did one resign. Shit. Shit. I can't stop him. He's indestructible. So he's like, I'm going to try. So he goes out the door. Ro- like, he, I think he run into Robo. He doesn't even leave. Like Robo's in the hospital. He opens one door and he like Robo has gone full Michael Myers and is behind the door. Starts beating the shit out of fucking Murphy. Pins him against the wall, choking him. That sets off Murphy's fucking reps. Reb, repetition. This is the first time we've seen Robo go hand to hand too. He's he usually- looks into. He sees into his brother's eyes, yeah. as Jean-Claude would say. Right. He's getting choked. Right, excuse again. me. Sasha Baron uh, Mitchell should say, because that's where that song is from. Yeah. My brother's eyes. My brother's eyes. Because Why? Because he's wearing a motorcycle fucking helmet. We, there's actually scenes where we can see that they don't. They didn't mean to, but we can see the guys like through the fucking body yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the movie. So we thought this was just a Predator movie or a robot movie, yeah. but we're about to get the big reveal here. That is a RoboCop movie. It's a RoboCop movie. Movie. Because they he he lifts up the visor, he sees into his brother's eyes, and then Reb goes back. Does he? The go- guy's just got like that little bit of silver makeup on his face. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I didn't it know be what a scar or something. I well, don't know what it was. when they cut back to the flashback, he does have a gnarly big chunk out of his nose. But this went up like he had like a Harry Potter lightning bolt that went down from his uh, forehead over his nose. So Reb. Ah, that revs him up. He pushes back Robo. They 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 start taking off. Virginia's helping him out, but Robo blocks away. He's Michael Myersing it. Right. He Reb 
goes full Rebel Yell, pushes him, and then Virginia's coming over with a bottle of... She starts knocking fucking shit off the fucking shelves and goes, ah, oh, finds this this jar. Yeah, it looked like Sprite to me. Black yeah. is on his gr- uh, black is on his back. Black and black. <laughs> black on his back. And uh, Robo's got the gun, the laser gun pointed at him. But Virginia grabs that bottle of is it citric acid? Citric acid. Maybe it was. Was it squirt? Yeah, it was squirt. Love squirt. They make squirt anymore. Yeah, they do. Okay, I haven't had squirt in a while, dude. You got to get some squirt. So she squirts. <laughs> She's no virgin after all. <laughs> And it goes all in Robo's face, and then we get we we get some more of that fucking that like uh, cartoon like yes. flashes of electricity. The post production le- electricity on his gun and on his circuits. Yeah. So uh, Murphy grabs his gun out of his hand, and he's got he's short circuiting, and they take off. They go out for the the exit of the uh, hospital. Right. It, it is just you think of it as like Chuck Norris's uh, on the Bayou cabin where it's got yeah. like the big front yeah. covered porch. Yeah. yeah, they they were fighting on that. They just like push him and run backwards with his gun, turn around and fire it on the hospital, well, which blows up because the... napalm or just laser. I don't or know. La- well, we know about the laser. It just blows up objects. And so it's over, right? Well, yeah, Murray, of course. Not so fast. They the next morning, it's I guess it's day three. It seems like it's only been two days. That's all. By my count, it's two. But it, I guess they, they the the boat's there. It's waiting. They, they maybe they're just partying out there. Right. They're, they're like they're like with Bezos. They're just partying. Right. Like they get to the beach, they see the boat, and they're swimming out to the boat. But we also talked about this because you were like you were asking about this. Why why did they go to the island? Then they go to another. Like, why is there two landing zones on the same island? And I was like, no, they went to another island. So the boat's supposed to go to the other island. Batsu, so Batsu. they're not, e- yeah, they're not even on the right island. But apparently the boat. Maybe just- they're just fucking fishing. Yeah. Maybe it's not even their boat. Maybe it's African Queen 1. May- oh, there we go. Anyways, oh. so there's there it is. So they're like, it's like fucking at least a half mile offshore. And Virginia's going to swim that. Yeah. So apparently she's good at she Iron knows Man how to competitions. Float. Yeah. So she goes out there. He's ready to follow. He's taking off his shoes. You know, he's going to ruin them. Yeah. And then fucking Robo pops up. And it's like, fuck, now he's got to finish what he started. Pushes him over. He's reaching in for his gun. But you get all those electric, electricity, electrical signals happening yeah, and sparks, everything. Whatever sparks, whatever fuck. So apparently he can't pull his gun. So the two of them are just playing a game of chicken back into the right. So woods. Murphy, yeah, he's trying to protect Virginia. So he's like. Lures him away from Virginia. We're watching as Marf is going up, 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 and up, and ends up like in high this place. Little... That's the perfect place for you know. You want the high spot. You want the high spot, and he finds one, and he's. It looks like he's cont- trying to run more, but he's at his back is to a waterfall. Now. He finds the ultimate high spot. Yeah, right at a waterfall. Don't go chasing waterfalls, bro. Oh my god. So Robo, that, actually, that song is about this movie. People don't even know that. Robo, he's like he's got his back to a waterfall. He's trying to like reason with him, find the human part of this perfect cyborg. Right, and it worked for a second. The visor goes up. He sees those fucking his brother's eyes. My brother's eyes. And then we get flashback once again to Nam, and we see uh, uh, Woodring. Who you know just stepped on a landmine? He's all fucked up. All fucked up. We see that 
we we know Reb wants to console him. He gives him this speech, this beautiful speech. We're familiar with it. Tell me. Tell me about Disneyland. <laughs> they got tons of popcorn there. Yeah. And all you gotta do is go climb a tree to go eat it. <laughs> and there's cotton candy. Mountains of it. Oh. And chocolate milk and baltons. And there's a genie, a magic genie. And he can't wait to grant your wishes. Sorry to tell you, people, there will be no genie wishes granted in this flashback because we go right back to the waterfall. But it does, it pulls on the, the one, he, he's all cybernetic, but his strings are still made from his heart, Griff. He's pulling on those heart strings. And finally, the humanity comes back and he pulls out that detonator. Robo he, does. Robo does. And he hands it to Murphy. Count me. Count me. And then we see, like, where the where were the Oscars in 1988 or 87? We see Red Brown. Where's the first time he doesn't smile, Griff? Maybe that was why he was smiling, because he wanted to make this a more impact. Yeah. Fucking tears well up. I've never seen Red Brown act the, act the shit. Maybe in that Miami Vice episode where he was the fucking Viking biker. From hell. From hell. Tears well up. Oh. It's hard. What would you think he was thinking about, Griff, to make that happen? Um, somebody saying they don't appreciate America anymore. That would make me cry. Like, I think he would be like, I understand. If he saw if he saw Kaepernick Neil, I think he'd be like, I understand you. I understand the pain that America has done to, you know, uh, various people of color in this country. But if somebody said, I don't appreciate America that much, I think that would hurt him. Or somebody who said the bomb pop is not the best popsicle. Well, all we know is he lets off a bomb, but not before giving one more shit as he jumps off that waterfall. He chases that waterfall to the end. Boom. Then we see like a fucking mannequin blow up on the top of this fucking waterfall. We see Virgin from the boat watching the flaming robot fall over the waterfall too, and she jumps up with glee, and then... Credits. Yeah, well, we see like uh, a Reb surface, and that's it. That's you it. Know? Yeah. And then we get some really stupid uh, credits where they don't even get the characters and the actors right. No. It was like, so, that's where we see Marfi Black. Marfi Black. <laughs> Virgin. So there you have it, people. You know what? I'm having so much fun, Griff, talking about all our favorites. We got to do one more favorite. One more favorite? At least. And it's, it's, it's a real favorite of ours. It's we talked about him on that fucking uh, interview with Matt that you've just listened to. You're listening simultaneously to both. I hope. I hope you're not. You got to focus on one thing at a time, Murray. That's true. We're talking about. We're going back to Wingshauser, but this. Ooh. I think this is the first. Is this the first movie where he's the star? I think we've done movies with Wing has been 
in. I don't Beastmaster think he, two. He was not Vice the star. Squad. Was not I know. The star. I'm I, yeah. I'm saying these yeah. are the movies. Right. We, and of course, Get Heaven. And that Hunter episode. Oh, that's right. We did. And a he was Hunter? a villain in almost all of them. Yes. This time he's the hero. And only he's he's a he's a cop, but he plays by his own rules. His name is Stony Cooper. And get ready, people. Yes, the Swedes and Scale will be front where we started oh. off. We're gonna see Wings Ding. We're gonna see Wings Ding. Well, we'll see his ass. I don't know oh, if okay. see his ding. This is this is an R-rated movie. Is okay. A, we're gonna see Wing give out some deadly force. So look for that next week, and keep it warm. What what do I do? You must give up yourself to the great red ape. Sexually.